0: And invite your sisters, because we're about to have a powerful conversation. Tune in. And welcome to another episode of the Heal Everything podcast. You are listening to Reverend and High Priestess Tema Aziz Serwa. And listen, I have been getting amazing feedback about our Sacred Sisterhood series. I am so happy that so many of you are resonating with the guests, my sisters, my friends that I'm bringing into the podcast, and that it's helping you start 2022 with clarity about what kinds of relationships you want in your sisterhood, and you can have it. And so let me go ahead and introduce my guests for this episode's topic, which is Sacred Sisterhood, Trauma Bonding, and Drama Addictions. Yes. We have to have that conversation. I was just actually saying to my guests that I think that people who are addicted to drama tend to have trauma-bonded relationships. So we're going to really expand on that. So join me in welcoming none other than the beautiful, vibrant, amazing Lily Wilson, who is the founder of the Beautiful Dawn LLC. She hails from generations of leaders, Preachers, teachers, and seers scientifically traced back to Africa. She is a unique spiritual leader that pulls from varying, varying perspectives. To shape her views of the divine and how spirit works in and through us towards living lives of purpose. She graduated with a BA in sociology from Spelman College in 2000. So, whoop whoop to the (laughs) listeners who love Spelman. (laughs) She went on to earn a Master of Divinity from Candler School of Theology at Emory University. Yes. And she attributes much of her education to experience in the school of life. Giving birth to her daughter in 2013 served as a pivotal point where Lily was more determined than ever to live and walk in her unapologetic, unashamed, unique authority. Can I get that on a t-shirt? Just the unapologetic, the unashamed, and the unique authority? I just, I just, I'm just going to prophesy a t-shirt right here. Yes. There. She not only wanted to be emancipated, but also be an example of authentic living with purpose, passion, and freedom. In April 2015, she initiated her brand, The Beautiful Dawn, which is a lifestyle brand that primarily inspires young ladies and women to live genuine, bold, Passionate lives. The goal is 100% self love and 100% authenticity. She has released two books under the Love Diet umbrella. Yes, I love your book. The Love Diet Participant Guide was released in 2015, and The Love Diet, The Journey to Love, was released in 2018. Although Lily has not totally abandoned the church, She infuses church traditions with African ritual and metaphysics. She is just as passionate about yoga, meditation, and mediumship as she is worship and preaching. Yes, you are. Perfect blend. (laughs) In 2016, the same year that she was trained in children's yoga and mindfulness, Lily was featured in Mantra Magazine for her passions. And then in 2018, she was featured in The Hill Rag, earning the title Self-Care Guru. In addition to self-care, Lily's passion is singing and songwriting. She has been touring and recording with gospel, pop, And R&B artist since the age of fifteen. In the fall of 2019, her talents landed her the tour of her life, Hans Zimmer Live, and she was featured as a soloist in the Superman and Wonder Woman suite, and in the Amazing Lion King suite with the voice of Lion King Lebo. Her desire is to teach, preach, and encourage self-care and self-love by incorporating her gifts of music intuitive mediumship, and healing. Her latest course offerings include spirituality and sexuality and boundary setting. For the past three years, she has utilized her children's yoga certificate to teach yoga and mindfulness to children. And in the summer of 2020, she completed um, 200 YT yoga training hours and register with the yoga alliance soon after congratulations sis in the spring 2021 lily will receive a certificate in teaching mindfulness to children with the interdependence project beyond the certifications and accolades she remains submitted bold and in tune with spirit for her journey oh my goodness (laughs) i learned so many new things about you did you (laughs) I mean, I know a lot about you, but I didn't know all of
1: this. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, and when I listen to it, it's so humbling and it's so crazy, the journey that I've been on. Oh my goodness.
0: You know, this is why I love when I do have the opportunity to have my sisters on my platforms to read your formal bios. Yeah. Because, you know, we're the type of women who we know you by your spirit. So I don't necessarily know all of your resume till I read it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm just even more in love with you because I'm like, man, my sister is bad. I had no idea. Thank I had you. no idea um, that you, you embody so much and so deep. Bow to you. Thank you. Thank you again for saying yes to being my guest tonight. Before we uh went live with the recording, I was saying to Lily, for my listeners, I said you have this ability to be this gentle but very precise energy when it comes to sacred relationships mm-hmm. like I don't have to know that you can fight to know that you can fight <laughs> <laughs> so like if we ever in the hood and it goes down I know I'm taking care of myself oh, but <laughs> but your your vibration reminds me of um like a martial artist mm-hmm. who is able to calmly and gently take a head off <laughs> if it's if it's going to elevate everybody
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i know
0: that it has taken experience discipline mm-hmm. wisdom mm-hmm. i know that there's a cost to your oil And so, I really just wanted to bring you into this conversation so that my listeners could hear from a woman that I love and trust about the journey of moving from drama addiction, trauma bonding, to nourishing, vibrant relationships, starting that nourishing, vibrant relationship with yourself, Mm -hmm. and then letting that be the foundation every other relationship yes so can you just kind of give your perspective on the topic and maybe share if you're comfortable what your journey in sacred sisterhood and moving from toxic sister relationships to vibrant ones has looked like
1: absolutely um first of all deep bow to you my sister for having me i don't take it lightly um, i am honored. And it is, you know, it it just blows me away how many connections I have that continue to pour seed into me that think it not robbery, as they say in church, mm-hmm. to then see the light in me and, and even some of the divine darkness and want me to share some of that. So thank you for having me um, and seeing Boy. that in me. Um When it comes to trauma bonds and sisterhood, like this is the thing. When I read it, you know, a lot of my journey has been in romantic relationships and I happen to choose men. And so, you know, I looked at it just a quick glance and I'm like, oh, this could be juicy. We talk about relationships or whatever. But in that sisterhood piece, um, my journey has been very unique in that being raised as a preacher's kid and being raised in the church in a family of counselors, my friendship dynamics have been an interesting ride when it comes to attachment and how um, they happen and how they continue. Um, Mm. So when it comes to, uh, like even today, You know, you like you're like, how did I get out of it or how did I transcend or, you know, um, what what has my graduation been? I'm still in class Mm -hmm. and constantly looking at my relationships and not to analyze the crap out of them, but just to constantly look at myself, because from day one, I was trained and raised to be the helper. I was trained and raised to well, be I the, to
0: the nurturer. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Because I'm very clear on the assignment. And I said, Lord, I'm like, if I don't be slain under this desk, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said, Tama set me up. But it's a divine setup because I have definitely been raised and grown to be the helper and the healer, which I am. And I'm all of that but so can
0: you i just want to pause really quickly because mm-hmm. what you're saying is really profound mm-hmm. because i for those who are listening who may not be aware of the formal definition of the terms we're talking about tonight when yes. you look up drama addiction mm-hmm. right yes part of the formal definition is you've lived an experience of chronic neglect mhm which then turns on the switch for this unhealthy appetite for attention. Yes. And who are the main people in the families that deal with neglect? It's the helpers. Yes. (laughs) you said that, I was like, oh, wait a minute, this is going to be good. Yes. Because that's what turns that switch on for the give me the attention, give me the codependent relationship and give me, you know. So thank you for, for sharing that.
1: You're so welcome, you're so welcome, um, but you also coupled that with me being a middle child of sorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's two of us, but I am definitely one the one that wanted the most attention, um, and then you also add into that um just you know, my family dynamic of distrust trusting too much but then not trusting in terms of when you're a pastor's family people come and go and they take and a lot of times they give but the taking feels more it it, is heard louder you know it's more pronounced in a way because you're serving and serving and so it's like who is real who is fake I do 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 You know, and then my parents go, go, go and are not as, you know, present as they could be. So it's all of these dynamics and, you know, performance, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. you're, you know, you are, you receive accolades for performance. So uh, it's very nuanced and I'm very aware, my siblings and I, there are four of us, two boys, two girls. We are so aware and I could tell you, we basically... Have been in group therapy together over the years because you spoke about neglect, you know, and and seeing your parents serve and be there for everybody. But as preachers' kids, you're like, "What about me and my football game or my show or whatever?" Mm-hmm. And so with that, it is uh, a drama addiction, or you know, um, dealing with neglect and trying to figure out who is who, who is there for you you know um and and so the sisterhood that i've developed over the years um very i was very attached to familiarity uh but at the mm-hmm. same time very open to the world and association you know but just not trusting you know of just not trusting of um new connections to the, to the point where it could get intimate. But I'll tell you what did slip through the cracks, those people that needed me, you know, mm-hmm. the people that needed the counselor and me and, and, you know, things like that. And and that is where I see the most um, toxic or drama attachment in terms of the brokenness of them and me, mm-hmm.
0: you know? That's what so, we mean by trauma bonding. Like we're literally yes. bonding in this um hero complex type of mm-hmm. energy. You know, Lily, I literally got very clear with myself in 2021 mm-hmm. yes. that I am no longer invested in need-based relationships. Yes, yes, yes. You know, like mm-hmm. I I really want. Um, relationships that are centered in alignment. Yes. And my mantra going into 2022 has been no more vibrational mismatches. No more. Yes. I like how yes. Tony Jones says it. And um, I think it's in her song "Energy Budget."
1: Mm-hmm. She says
0: it's not personal; it's vibrational.
1: Yes, I love her. I yes, and I love her. That is powerful. Yes. I I mean, it it makes you just ask the question and you step back and you look and it's nothing wrong with the work that we do and how it attracts certain people. But it is, you know, the awareness of how we allow that in our inner circles, because it's like, are you a client or a friend? Mm-hmm. You know, are you somebody that I should be charging for my services or somebody that's in my inner circle that i'm that you're constantly you're constantly gonna be pulling from me, you know, and everybody has their seasons right yeah um where it we need more and you need more in this moment, but um being intentional about surrounding yourself with people that really nurture and create a garden. Uh, I'll tell you this, excuse me, when I had, when I was pregnant with Elijah, I was very intentional. And that really started that journey for me. Like it said in my bio, it's like she gave birth to me in that I really started to assess. I remember before I had her, um, one of my roommates, a childhood friend, I felt her energy pulling on me when we first reconnected, Mm -hmm. but I ignored it. And the friendship ended up blowing up in my face because it's like, oh, she needs me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But when I was pregnant with my daughter, I was very intentional about creating what I call the love nest. And there was a friend that really wanted to hash out some things while I was pregnant and that that is kind of like a, a model um for how I move forward after that and like a paradigm shift. Cause I said, No, I'm birthing something. I am I'm literally growing a life inside of me, and I really don't have time to hash out whatever you need to hash out in your in your misinterpretation of my intention. Mm. Because you know, you want to be upset about something that I could give two hoo-hahs about in this moment and you're not even being sensitive to what it is that I might need and you were silent for a year and wait for me to be pregnant to want to hash out some you know what
0: absolutely not absolutely you know can we we unpack the psychological formula that you had to create to to put that boundary in place Yes, and enforce it. Because I think this is important. You're saying something really, really good. I literally was talking to some of my clients about this. So it must be in the air. Mm-hmm. And I said to my client earlier, I said, I do not care about other people's feelings <laughs> more than I care about my own. Ooh. It has taken me my entire life mm-hmm. to become... Mm-hmm this efficient in the care of my heart because care is a form of currency and I'm making different investments. Mm -hmm. So if I care too much, that becomes problematic because self-preservation is the first law of nature, not the second, (laughs) right? So it takes some courage, I believe. It takes some um, clarity because you can't execute anything without clarity. So what was the mental process that turned on for you that said, I'm putting myself first, even if it's offensive? Well, the first thing is the fact
1: that there's this precious life and this, this precious new era this precious Mm -hmm. new generation inside of me. And I really want to even bring it to modern times. And even for those that may be listening, who, you know, may not be able to relate to that physically, but Mm -hmm. you're literally carrying something. You are Mm -hmm. literally, you know, about to birth something and responsible for a life or many lives that you're giving birth to. So how precious, I I have my hands, I'm holding them like in a cup, you know, Mm -hmm. that egg experiment when you're in high school, I didn't do it, but it was always on TV, that egg experiment, that's the baby, and you have to take it from here to there, and psychologically, I cannot drop this thing, you Mm. know, so I cannot drop this thing, I cannot miss the mark on this thing, so it becomes, it's not optional. (laughs) It's it's not an option because as a minister that was not married, okay, automatically there's a hedge of protection, you know, against, you know, or in favor, either against a certain paradigm and perspective or in favor of, you know, divine Mm -hmm. sensuality and sexuality. So, It's very intentional. So, you speak of the psychological process, it's holding that egg in your hand, seeing how delicate and, and being it is, and being very purposeful and intentional about not dropping it, about nurturing it, and being very mindful of the bigger picture that is at play here and the reprogramming. You know, and the divine shift that is happening just with what you're carrying by people seeing me carry a baby as a minister and what that may have unlocked in so many people, you know, and it wasn't just about me. So psychologically, expanding the mind beyond yourself, that it's not about me. This is for future generations. This is for others that I'm responsible for that need to see me carry this with grace. You know, this thing that I've been charged with. And then it's just like, i the other psychological piece is a little bit straight. I ain't got the time. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a protection. It's uh yeah, it's, it's it's very protective. It's exactly what you said. I am mm-hmm. not, not only do you not have the time, you were very aware I'm not making time. Egg exactly yes so I love the I love the analogy you give of the game of like holding that egg on the spoon Mm -hmm. because I think it's the perfect analogy for the conversation we're having see there's other people on the other side that you get to who are waiting for you not to drop that egg because they too have a spoon to put that egg in that they got to carry back across the room come on yeah so so what i have found in my experience of sisterhood is that the most nourishing thing for Tama is to be surrounded by egg holders because then i don't have to spend a whole lot of time explaining to you why i need this focus right now Mm -hmm. why i can't sit down and your emotions Mm because you know what it's like to have to carry this egg across the room too So when you are in relationship with people who are just as committed to themselves as they are willing to be to you, everybody wins. Mm -hmm. And my therapist said to me, and it changed my life when she said it, she said, Tama, it's okay for you to surround yourself with women who actually know how to take care of you without you having to train them. Yes. Yes. Everybody yes. Did a thing set me free. I said, "Oh, like you know it intellectually, but you really don't know it until you have a Lily in your life, until you have a Vicky Johnson in your life, until you, you know what I mean." Like yes. then you really understand the value, and and you can't turn back. Mm. Once you see it, you can't not have it. Yes. You know, and, and if there's women listening to us right now who are like, okay, Tama, this whole series is making me really reevaluate who I choose to be in relationship with. That's a good thing, even if it leads you to a space of isolation. Can we talk about that? Sometimes the isolation is needed for the reset and yeah. the celebration of the vibration. Because who you choose to put in your intimate spaces is absolutely a reflection of your self-love and self-care. Yes. Can we talk about that a little bit more?
1: Yes. Uh, Before we move into that, I I just wanted to, I got a visual of the spoon. And what hit me is how many spoons can you hold?
0: Woo, With the, you better come through
1: yes how many spoons can you one of them is gonna fall you know how many spoons because you have this one hand over here this one hand over there so how many spoons can you hold so either we're holding each other's spoon or you know and and that just I was like wow how many spoons can you hold and think about that you know those listening think about the spoons that you're holding for others when you're holding and nurturing other people's eggs that are not even willing to hold it themselves. Mm. You know, um, but moving into isolation. So I'm going to stay with the love nest thing. I actually created a, a group on what's that called love nest. Um, so the isolation was very much uh-uh, not right now to those things that, you know, could potentially um, abort that process or rob me of that process. But it's a stillness. I really um, started meditating more and being more quiet. Um, My situation with my daughter's father even contributed to that because he was going through a healing process himself. So I was really literally isolated, kind of by choice, but kind of not. But it was a divine Isolation and what it looks like is assessing bandwidth, and it looks mm. like l- literally um, and intentionally assessing the fullness of your cup or lack thereof, or the you know the emptiness of your cup, and assessing why, you know, and just like corporations do, you know, looking at what's working, <laughs> what isn't working, and making changes and shifts so that you can pivot but that divine isolation is very much a feminine process no matter what gender you are non-binary and all of the above uh is a very divine feminine process just keeping with that birth example that darkness where there is that incubation so isolation and incubation at the same time where you're really nurturing and it's in that darkness you know you know that seeds are planted in that darkness the divine feminine she can be a very fierce you know and and very intentional powerful you know force but at the same time it can it can be this very quiet intentional nature before a seed a breaks through the ground you know, I don't, you know, you might not even be able to hear, but it's a process happening. You know, nice. this, especially now, right? We just, The winter equinox has passed. Very dark time.
0: Mm-hmm. Very
1: dark time. So isolation is incubation. And it's very intentional. Dag, uh, I'm a preacher. I, three points. Isolation. <laughs> it was always three. It always three. <laughs> isolation. Incubation, Come on, prince, know, prince. incubation. <laughs> and very intentional, very yes. intentional about the yeah. quiet, you know. So it's
0: it reminds me of our solar system, Lily. Really. Yeah. It reminds me of how everything orbits and knows how to orbit without needing to have a round table with the other planets. Mm. Jupiter knows what to do, yeah, Mercury knows what everybody knows this is how I orbit and it's okay. Cause we all are rotating around the sun. Yes. Right. And I don't need to ask earth permission to be Saturn. And I don't, and I Saturn don't need a permission slip from Jupiter. And Saturn, I, Saturn is huge.
1: And nobody asked Saturn to be smaller than Saturn.
0: Hello? Because my <laughs> mantra with my friends is I'm Jupiter in these streets.
1: Period. Jupiter
0: is the largest planet. It was so big, it helped activate the orbit of every other planet. Like, that's Tamer's And if you know Tamer, you know that's my energy, right? And yeah. I feel like that period of incubation and isolation and intention is the period that you need to get clear on who you are. So that when it's time to interact with others, you can be authentic and you can just be yourself. And nothing has been more nourishing and impactful in my life than seeing the reward of choosing to be who I authentically am and love chases me down. It's like, oh, I don't need to be perfect. I don't have to have it all together. I don't have to only be light and I can't lean into my shadows. You mean to tell me that I can be all the layers that I am and love is here. Yes. Yes. You know, that's the journey I want our listeners to have. And I think psychologically, the difference in mindset is I'm no longer handpicking and choosing who I want to be friends with. I'm my own best friend. I'm walking on my path of alignment and it's magnetic. I can't mm-hmm. avoid the people that are on my path because we are the same. We run into each other organically, naturally, naturally. Like I literally had to sit down for a year and try to answer who do I want to be friends with and why. Mm. Because my entire life, and this is something my therapist taught me, most of your trauma bonded relationships are childhood relationships because <laughs> they are always placing a demand on the older versions of you. Come on, don't make, I'm going to throw my phone. Come on, now! I feel like I'm about to preach now. I think it's contagious. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) And so Tama emerged, but people were still looking for Melinda. Come on. Like I've had people look me in my face with tears in their eyes, begging for Melinda. And I'm like, are you serious? Uh, So I had to, my experience, you know, I started my first organization at six. I was a born leader and knew it, it, right? So I've been leading my whole life and people always were drawn to my energy. And because I have a big heart, I would just take everybody, I would take as many spoons as I could hold. Lord have mercy.
1: You said my telling, my testimony. Different.
0: Yeah. Over Mm -hmm. 30 years later, I started realizing my fingers are cramping. Ooh. I would look down and not even realize the egg had fallen and broken. Mm-hmm. But I'm still carrying the spoon. Listen. Okay. And I said, Tama, you have got to find another template to run around sisterhood. Yes. You have got to learn how to love and be available to women without it being needed. hmm Because you subconsciously don't know your value in these dynamics unless you're needed. Yes. Yes. And there was no freedom for me in that. Mm -hmm. And it was a difficult transition because for me, just my experience was I was surrounded by people who I knew how to take care of, but they really, really were not seeing me correctly. And would get offended when I would just do what I needed to do to self-preserve, um, you know. Um, um, but I was wi- I was willing to be intentionally rude and offensive, because hmm. <laughs> yes, you know I'm a savage. Now I'm the daughter of Shaq Met. Period. She- I see red? It's a wrap. I'm I'm a feast. See, you know, I, I am not afraid of my dark side. I actually honor her. Yes. Um, so I was willing, this is how much I loved myself, and just at that time, just the idea of freedom from this pattern. I was so invested, Lily, that like if I lost people and you know they created whatever narrative they created about, it, I was so willing to take those hits. Yes, because I was standing up regardless. Yes,
1: that's so powerful. It's so powerful. Um, You said you started your first organization when you you were six, a born leader, a magnet. So many of that, so much of that resonates. Um, I had my first solos when I was like four, you know, and such a magnet. And what resonates with me um, is being very intentional and not being so concerned about where it lands because your egg <laughs> depends on it. You know your
0: literally. I would this spoon. And listen, this
1: egg. <laughs> it, your next phase of your life and and your life's purpose depends on it. You know, yeah. a lot of times we're birthed into something to emancipate ourselves within it or from it. You know, we are. You know, we choose. A certain path, I believe, you know, with lessons laced with it that we are destined to learn, and it's like I want to pass this class so I could go to the next, whatever that is, if it's mm-hmm. this life or the next, and it's like, you know, I have definitely that starting point when Elia was in my womb, she's eight now, that was very intentional with the love nest, and I kept that thing going, and I was very clear, mm-hmm. moving forward. Um, that even though I say I'm still in class, I have made a lot of decisions and willingly, lovingly let people go that did not demonstrate that kind of love um, and nurturing and accountability that I needed. And of course you see yourself in that as well, you know, in, in your growth and in, in your levels of account- accountability go up, but also your level of tolerance goes down in terms of what you will put up with. And, you know, I just had to tell someone the other day, you're talking about people holding you to a certain thing from years ago in childhood, spoke to someone the other day, love her dearly, but we haven't talked in so long. But the question is why haven't I been um, invited to sit at the table at, at certain events? And it's like, you who are you right?
0: asking
1: to sit at the table with? you could see my
0: You're, yeah. Who are you asking to sit at the table with? I couldn't even be the woman. And okay, so this is I'm gonna throw this in to the conversation. Mm-hmm. In trauma bonded mm-hmm. relationships, you'll find the dynamic of toxic entitlement. Like I Come couldn't on. even bring myself to feel like I'm entitled to ask you that because clearly if I wasn't invited, I wasn't needed. But when you're not secure within yourself and you're not living your lifestyle by alignment, you're too achievement driven. You bring that energy into your relationships. And suddenly in order to be in relationship with you, you're placing a demand on me to prove to you that I know who you are. Why do you care if you know who you are? Why but we can't Tema, I'm not getting the
1: invite. Yeah, but I'm not getting the invite to your table, but I'm not taking it personally. Because, right, because when I create and- Yes, and when I create and curate, it's with a purpose. And there are certain people that I know, like when we're in a room together, this is the purpose and other people, this is the purpose, and then sometimes those worlds come together, and sometimes they don't. But it's whoever is laid upon my heart, like you said, whoever you need or want in that experience. And it's okay if you were not wanted or needed in that experience, but also you didn't call my name either. But it's not a resentful thing; it's that I don't have an attachment to that or an entitlement to that. Yeah,
0: but that toxic entitlement. But is you feel.
1: Yeah, but you feel the need to have that with me because you've been here since day one. I know people that are listening right now. Know that friend that would be like, I was here before so and so was here. You know, and
0: pull they live those in that yesteryear energy, that yesteryear. Yes. But mm-hmm. I love what of course in miracle says. It says the past is irrelevant. And for me, that includes my past failures, but also my past successes. So when I hear people trying to reference old versions of me, I just remind them, I'm not even that version anymore. I know you're still in relationship with her, but she's not here. I'm going to need you to become fully present to the woman I have become. Yes. Yes. And And I like to be around women who have their own tables, whether I'm invited to Mm -hmm. them or not, because I'm the Mm -hmm. type of Mm -hmm. friend That would be like, oh, girl, that table look good over there. You know what I mean? I just, (laughs) I'm just like, you better run that Mm -hmm. table, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it is our mother wounds. mm -hmm. I think it's our mother wounds that make us define our value as women by what we can do for other people and I really just want that to land mm-hmm. um, I got goosebumps as I said it because part of this assignment that I have with this series on the podcast on sacred sisterhood is mm-hmm. to reintroduce women to whose image you're made in mm-hmm. The Divine Mother, specifically the one spoken of in the Gospel of Our Mother God, an ancient text, they say Mm -hmm. the one whose name we don't even know because Mm -hmm. everything that exists has come out of her. She can have no counterpart. Mm -hmm. Tame will read something like that and what does my crazy ass do? Give me some of that. (laughs) (laughs) It has... Activated in me an emotional self-sufficiency that patriarchy mm-hmm. could never teach me.
1: Yes. Oh, my goodness.
0: There are mm-hmm. women listening to us right now. And you and you know in the core of your being, you're feeling it in your womb right now. That you are enough unto yourself. And you should stop trying to relate to other people as if you're in need. And you should embrace the depth of your power as one who is made in her image. To be able to source whatever you need for your fulfillment and stop explaining it, minimizing it. Just be glorious. Yes, be glorious. And let that affect every area of your life. That's the power, I think, of sisterhood and womanhood. Really, we are mysterious. We are multi-layered. We are. We we need room to run wild and free, especially with each other. Yes. If your love must possess me, then it's no longer love. <laughs>
1: Same I I want to share something if I may. I think um because you were on one and I was like I don't I don't want to stop but but what just came to me is and I'm well versed went been to seminary all of that and all of the various creation stories and what patriarchy and westernized religion has done to many of us even if we have emancipated ourselves from those boxes is created a foundation that we are simply the rib or we are simply a part of a whole and we need a man or some other entity to complete us in order for us to be whole and be in the will of god but when you understand that you are the creator and the divine mother and you understand the wholeness yeah um, then cuz you you don't that neediness because you're only a rib does not translate over to your sisterhoods. Cause I think, and, and I, I feel like divine is leading me in this way. And that a p- big piece of that is that foundation of I'm incomplete period, you know, oh, yeah. um, and I'm incom I'm incomplete because, uh, and some man or patriarchy or some whatever, the man is the head, so I'm less than and only a piece of, and so that translates over, you know, to mm-hmm. my sisterhoods. It, it does because if I feel incomplete, because we, one of the trauma bonds we we um, join in together on is our disdain for men because mm-hmm. we're looking for the completion, so we're incomplete, too incomplete, like. You know,
0: do not. What's the <laughs> too
1: negative? It's like broken pieces
0: don't make a whole piece. No. They make a whole broken pieces. Like you're really saying something, and I and I touch on this a little bit, um, in my teachings and my speakings and stuff because my favorite book of the Bible is Genesis. Mm-hmm. I love the beginning of things. Mm-hmm. And my entire life, I was programmed to think my purpose in life was to serve other people. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's why I was born, yes. but that's not biblical. So I'm going to just throw mm-hmm. this out. I know that wasn't our topic tonight, but we're going to go here because it all Come relates. Mm-hmm. It's not biblical because when in Genesis one, God, the father and God, the mother mm-hmm. were being intimate and creating their yes. image. It wasn't let me make servants. hmm It was the first act of reproduction. Let's remake gods in our image. And it is good. And by the time we get to chapter two, I'm going to put some flesh on them. Yes. Right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, the divine mother answers the mysteries in Proverbs 8, which is what my book that's coming is about. It's called The Woman God. And it talks about my journey of meeting my mother through the Bible. Yeah, and yeah. what I discovered when I remembered whose image I am made in yes in Proverbs 8 she says I was the architect at his side see we were programmed to think that we were formed from man but sure yeah. anybody on the planet that didn't come from the womb anybody just come on yeah, you but, but, yeah. but you
1: know it's two creation stories and why yes. do you think that is and they yes. contradict each other so it's Which one is
0: it? Because it was an intentional redirection of a, of our power as women. And you are absolutely correct that when a woman feels incomplete, she will create incomplete relationships.
1: <laughs> Period. The altar, the altar is open. Uh yeah. Anybody want to run up?
0: <laughs> <and> <laughs> just lay oh. on your face. Just lay. Just lay. <laughs> I did not know we was going to do this in Listen. this interview, but then again, I did. Mm-hmm. I
1: did. I said, same, I played too
0: much. What I hear you saying, sis, divinely saying is, sis, complete yourself. It's create that loveness. I love that. I absolutely love the, the vibration of it, the language. I like how it rolls out my mouth, the love loveness. It just mm-hmm. feels so nurturing create your love nest Mm -hmm. and complete yourself there yes and that for me is the key to having the kind of relationships that you want whether they are sisterhood um high level business relationships romantic relationships become what you're looking for yes And then the search is over Mm -hmm. and it's no longer this big quest for fulfillment. It is just life and experience. Yes. And in the words of Abraham, you could not be more deserving. Yes. And in the words of the divine mother, Dia, the great one whose name we don't know. It is your mother who teaches you what you deserve. She's been trying to wake you up since the moment you took your first breath and help you realize whose image you're made in and how much of what you need you can find within. Yes. So I feel like there may be some listeners right now who are like wrapping their arms around themselves, And just taking all of what we've been talking about in. And they may feel like this podcast interview is a resource and a sign of the type of women that they want to be around. So, Lily, can you share, you know, some of your resources for women like ourselves who are resonating deeply with what we've been talking about? How can they stay connected to you, your work, your communities? And just if they decide they want to invest in a relationship with you and your business, you know, how do they do that?
1: Yes, you can um, reach me on Instagram at um, I am Lily Wilson. Um, You can look on me. L-I-L-I is how I spell it, Kalilia is um, my uh, given name, Kali, after the goddess Kali, but um, I shortened it to Lily. So you can find me at LILI Wilson on Facebook. Um, I have the Love Diet with Lily Wilson on Facebook. And my website is www.lilywilson.com. I look forward to connecting with all of you in one way or another.
0: Yeah, and Lily's also part of our sacred virtual space on Facebook, Let the Wound yes. Be Heard. So I've yes. been telling everyone, you know, um, that's listening to the podcast and you want to engage in dialogue more to so pop in Let the Wound Be Heard. If you haven't sent a friend request, get in there because all of my sisters are in there. That's how This is how we roll. When I tell you I'm bringing to you women that I have real relationships with, like... This is the real deal. And the energy that you hear is exchanging is this is what we do when we call each other. This is how we roll. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to share it because um, the day has come where women Mm -hmm. will have what they want. Yes. And we will celebrate the amazing relationships that we have with other women. We are Mm -hmm. here living it. Yes. And I want every woman to have that testimony and have that experience. So, oh my God, my spirit is so full. I feel like I'm drunk in this. Spirit. You know, it's like I'm lingering. because I don't want to go. Yes, but I just didn't plan on this being like a three hour. <laughs> I
1: know. I just I'm so grateful. You know, um, when people ask about you know, the people I have around me, you know, Vicki, Tama and, you know, some others. Um, I always say that I have sister gurus. Like I am really blessed to be a part of a network of powerful, amazing women. And um, you know, it it compels me to grow. So that mm-hmm. to me is what um gorgeous tasty, delicious, beautiful sisterhood looks like. And I'm grateful for it. Yeah, I love you so
0: much. Oh, (laughs) I'm so happy that you were able to be with me in this episode. And definitely invest, connect. Lily is a jewel. When you go to her Instagram, you'll understand why I love her. Because she just... (laughs) You beam, you beam so brightly. And I just adore and love that about you. And your Mm -hmm. testimony has always um, inspired me. Your unapologeticness is is rare, Lily. It really is something um, that you were born with. Mm -hmm. And so as I on the outside peek into your world, I see you be your natural expressive self and just knock walls down (laughs) it's fascinating to watch (laughs) (laughs) i love that about you everybody thank you so much for being with us as you can tell Lily and i will stay here forever but we can wrap this up (laughs) and i ask that if you want to continue the dialogue you meet us and let the womb be heard deep bow to all of you and listen, this is the last thing I'll say as I close this out. If you feel like, man, I think I got some trauma bonded relationships. Or I got some drama addictions. I want you to acknowledge it and quickly move into what you do want. Yes. And don't let your mind dwell on what you don't. Yes. The key to calling it in and magnetizing it is what you focus on. Remember your life. Is a combination of your thoughts your choices and your behaviors so you can change your life right here right now in this episode we love you enjoy the rest of your night yes
1: thank you peace